Before I start, I just need to say International Podcast Day. We'd like to thank our platinum sponsor, Podcasters Paradise, our gold sponsors, Apparendipity and Spreaker, and our silver sponsors, Simple Podcast Press, Ringer and Scatter Radio. Without their support, International Podcast Day would not be possible. So you can find out all the information and special discount codes for these sponsors at International Podcast Day forward slash supporters. So make sure you do go and check it out. But hi, everybody who's watching. I'm just going to introduce myself and tell you a little bit more about me. So my name is Sarah Williams. I'm at at underscore tough underscore girl. And I am very new to podcasting. And so what I thought I'd do during this session is just tell you a little bit more about me and how sort of my journey and how I got into the podcasting world and have come to absolutely love it. So about... About two years ago, my life was very, very different. I actually used to work in banking. I, I spent my days sat behind computers, uh, working 10, 12-hour shifts. I was constantly on my BlackBerry. I'd be up at 5.45 in the morning. I'd be checking what was happening in the market. It was a very stressful time for me. I was living down in London. I was working out of Canary Wharf, and I'd been doing it for about eight years. And I did enjoy it because obviously I got all the benefits from it. I, you know, I was making lots of money. I had, you know, a lovely handbag. I had the designer shoes. It was all sort of going very, very well. And then I thought, is this what I want to be doing with the rest of my life? And I thought, no, this can, this could not be my life. So I ended up quitting my job and uh, decided to go traveling. So I packed it all in, headed off to Australia, made my way to Africa, went and climbed Kilimanjaro, the highest mountain in Africa wrote a book about it, still wasn't ready to do anything sort of proper and organized, uh, ended over heading over to South America, bought myself a ticket into Lima in Peru and traveled all through Peru, Chile, through Argentina, took a little side trip as well over to Easter Island, one of the remotest islands in the world, which was awesome. Then back through Argentina, Paraguay, Uruguay, up through to Rio, sort of hang gliding in Rio, um, seeing, see, visiting the favelas and just having an awesome time. I came back to the UK and I was like, right, probably need to get a job now, but wasn't, again, 100%, 100% sure what I wanted to do. And everybody that I'd spoken to said, well, why don't you follow your passions? Like, what are you really interested in? And for me, it was all about travel. It was about adventures. It was about doing physical challenges. So I love pushing myself. So I've run five marathons, five London marathons. I've run Snowdonia Marathon. I love doing things like Tough Guy. I love weightlifting, yoga, boxing, you name it. I'll probably give it a go. Uh, there is a point. I will get onto podcasting soon. And um, so I started doing all these things. And the other thing that I was really passionate about was was inspiring women and girls. And I've met so many women who just lack self-confidence and self-belief in what they can do. I thought, well, how, how can I make a difference? How can I improve their lives? So I started up my own company, which is called Tough Girl Challenges, which is all about motivating and inspiring women and girls. And what I started to do, first of all, was to go out to local schools and give talks at um, at schools. And I talk about my Kilimanjaro Challenge, which I'll tell you guys a little bit about um, later on. And I would be talking to them and they would just be lacking all these role models. They're, don't get me wrong, I love the Kardashians of what they've done and what they've built in terms of brand. But in terms of sort of our inspiring our young girls, the fact is I speak to these sort of 15 and 16 year olds and all they want is they want big bottoms, they want big boobs, big lips and big hair. And they just want to become a wag. And I just think there's got to be more to life than this. And so Back in, I started my own company, Tough Girl Challenges, in December last year. And in January, I suddenly found out about the world of Twitter. And I'd never been on it before. And I was a little bit, oh, I don't know, is, is this for me? And then slowly I started to sort of get involved in Twitter and, you know, started to build these relationships and, and connect with different people. And um, I found out about some of these women, um, a, a lady called Emma Hines, who basically ran across Africa you have um, Amy Hughes, who ran 53 marathons in 53 days. Um, Sally Kettle rode across the Atlantic Ocean. And Lisa Williams um, lost one of her very good friends to breast cancer. Hadn't been swimming for about 12 years. And then she decided to go and swim the English Channel. 
So I found all of these sort of women um, on Twitter and I was already you know, really inspired by them all. And it was then a, um, I was part of a mastermind group and there was a guy called Yanni Lunga who is actually an awesome podcaster and he's um, he has a podcast called The 360 Entrepreneur. So do go and check it out. He interviews loads of entrepreneurs from around the world and he um, he talks to them and he gets the information from them and he gives you really, really good information and tips. And I was part of a mastermind group with him. And he kept saying to me earlier on this year, Sarah, you have to start a podcast. It's just so amazing. You'll be able to get these stories out there. You'll be able to promote what these ordinary women are doing. And it'll be absolutely fantastic. So I was umming and ahhing and I was thinking, oh, do I, um, you know, do, do I start a podcast? I don't, I don't know how to start a podcast. I don't have the technical skills. I don't have the technical knowledge. I don't really know what I'm doing. And he was absolutely fantastic and sort of talked me through the whole process of, of how to record it via Skype, how to use Audiophonic, how to host it on Lipsyn and not your website. So I finally felt comfortable enough to actually start my own, my own podcast, which is called the Tough Girl Podcast. And its basic aim is to motivate and inspire women and girls. So I interview one-on-one these incredible women from all around the world who've done amazing challenges and it's um and it's just fantastic really because i think you know when you're when you're reading you can you know it's very sort of 2d and you can you just you can put your own interpretation on the words and what it actually stands for but when you're actually podcasting and when you're interviewing people you can really dig deep into the details you can find out what their passions are what their hobbies are how they really did it and you can understand so much with the with the content that they're coming out with and the advice and the tips that they're giving so a lot of my podcasts i i don't know about timings i you know everyone is it 15 minutes for is a good podcast lesson is it or a session is it 24 minutes is it 45 minutes is it longer because I don't know any of these things and I'm very much a novice I just sort of started and just started um doing what would interest me with in terms of the conversations that I'd be having and so my podcasts now vary from some of them about 25 minutes and they go up to about 45 minutes just depending on the conversation and, and what it is. Yeah. So thank you, um, Greenings of Gavin. I, I do agree. I think it needs to be as long as it needs to be. And if you've got a really interesting subject and, um, and you're enjoying the conversation, then absolutely. I mean, I always did do go through afterwards and edit it out to make sure it's a really, you know, it's really good quality and it flows and everything else like that. But if I was listening and it was 40 minutes an hour I, and it was interesting, I continue listening. So I think absolutely. Thank you, Monica Asilo. It is about having that flexibility, and that's what I really, really enjoy. So I started podcasting. I decided to, to launch, and it was the 4th of August. It was a Tuesday, Tough Girl Tuesday. And, yeah, and really, really loved it. And I've become such an advocate of podcasting and um, of, the, of using it as a different way to share information and to get people interested in different subjects. So I'm now super, super passionate um, about it. And I think one of the things with the podcast is you can have any area of expertise. It doesn't matter what it is. There will be somebody out there who's got a passion or an interest and who wants to hear what it is that you're going to be talking about. And I think it is, it's just a sort of an incredible place. I mean, I'm a massive reader. So I am constantly reading books all the time. And that's one of the, the ways that I used to learn. But then ever since I found podcasts, I'm suddenly like, oh, I can just go and like dip into dip into this world and um, it'll be really, really interesting. So I mentioned like 360 Entrepreneur, which I absolutely love. There's another one um, uh, called I'm going to forget what it's called now. Oh, what am I obsessed with at the moment? But thank you, Edward. I I do it. Um, I, I do love what I love what I'm doing. And I'm getting these like awesome stories out there is absolutely fantastic. And it's so my podcast comes out every Tuesday, which is great. And, um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just speaking to these women and hearing their stories. And I think as I'm going on, it's slowly starting to, um, to build my confidence. But I love the fact that the podcasting or listening to different podcasts can really educate me and help inspire me on different areas that maybe I didn't know about. So I don't know if you were listening to Mike and Isabel before, but they mentioned about the New Media Your Conference. So 
I was in, um, I'm based on the Wirral and the New Media Conference is in Manchester. So it's only about sort of 45 minutes away. And, and I was thinking, oh, you know, I really want to go to this conference. It's going to be, you know, it would just be amazing to meet all these other podcasters and bloggers and people who love social media because the Wirral or where I live, can, it can be very isolated. There's not that many people who, who do podcasting or, or even do what I do. And, um, and so I definitely wanted to go and attend. But because my business, I, I'm not making any money from my business at the moment. It's, you know, it's unsponsored. I do it for, for the love of it, basically. Um, I couldn't afford the price ticket. But I ended up emailing saying, oh, you know, I love what you're doing. Um, how fantastic. I've just launched my podcast. Um, you know, hopefully be able to come next year. And then they mentioned that they needed some help with the reception desk and I was like oh my god I love this I love talking to people so this would just be absolutely brilliant and I went along to the to the new media conference and it was absolutely phenomenal the people that I met and the people that I connected with it just absolutely brilliant it's about um just talking with people who've got sort of the similar passions and some interests and um it was just I built like a lot of relationships on Twitter and I feel really well connected to people, even though I've never met them face to face. Same with Instagram, same with Instagram and Twitter mainly. And then suddenly, you know, you're tweeting to people before the conference, you're tweeting during the conference and then suddenly you're there and you're connecting with these people face to face and you feel as though you've known them for ages. I mean, some of the people that I connected with were just absolutely fantastic as well as, you know, Mike and Isabel, it was the speaker. So we had like Phil Fallon on there. We had, um, um, all going to go out of my head, but Chris Ducker, um, Cliff Ravenscross, the, the podcasting daddy as such. And I learned a huge amount. I'm still very, very new at what I do. And I know that I've got a lot to learn. And I think that's part of the, the process really is that I knew that when I put my first podcast out there, it was not going to be perfect. It's not going to be the best edited, the, um, uh, or, or the most well put together. I mean, it took me about an hour to, you know, to pick my music to put in and learn how to edit it all together. And, you know, I did it and I put it together and it was like, this is absolutely, um, it's not fantastic, but in terms of like the passion and the love that I have for my podcast, it's absolutely, um, it's absolutely huge. So I basically did sort of, did sort of like learn it from, from the, from the ground up. And it's, um, yeah, thank, thank you, um, Pilara Orti. It is a very, it is self-taught nature of podcasting and it is very forgiving and it is great for learning. I think that's so important that you, everybody is continuing to learn and to continue to develop and to continue to grow. I mean, what I hope is that when I look back at my podcast in about, you know, after 50 episodes, say, and I can see my progress and my development, I think it was, um, it was quite funny when, um, when a friend of mine who was listening to the podcast, cause I thought that was all the, all the people that were going to listen to me it would just be like friends of family or you know someone who'd heard about the heard about the podcast and um and basically she she messaged me and said oh sarah do, do you realize you've never actually introduced yourself on the podcast or said who you are i was just like how could i not have done that so i edited the podcast together i'd done this great interview uh, her name was like Jessie Stensland, actually. So she is, she's an awesome triathlete out in the States and has got such a passion for her sport. So I'd done the whole interview uh, with her, but I'd never said anything about me. I never mentioned my website. I didn't mention my Twitter handle. Um, I just basically had this amazing conversation and put it out there. Same with the second thing as well. Um, what software do you use? What platform are you on? Great question. So I am on, um, I actually do everything through my Mac. So I've got the brand new Mac, which is awesome. And I record, uh, do my interviews on Skype. And then is it record caller? You know, the little tiny box pops up in the corner. So I record it on there. I then edit it through Audacity. And um, I then send it through Audiphonic or Audiophonic, I think is the name. Um, to clear it out, do all the hum reduction, and then I upload it onto Lipson, which has been really, really good. It was actually only after I uploaded it and I put it on iTunes that um, someone said, "Oh, are you? Have you put it on um, on SoundCloud?" And I was like, "SoundCloud? What SoundCloud? I don't know what this is." Um, but this is like the power of Twitter and how helpful people are. Thank you, or Orphonic, Ophonic. I hope I'm saying it right. 
And um, so, yeah, so I then put it on SoundCloud because someone said, oh, you know, I don't have iPhones. I just assume everyone's got an iPhone. So I put it on SoundCloud and then someone else mentioned about um, about two weeks ago. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, that, um, oh, have you put it on Stitcher? And I was like, oh, my God, what's Stitcher? So this is what's great is that you're learning all the time, whether it's the different different platforms on different technologies and I put my hands up I am not the best with technology but I will definitely I'll try my hardest and I'm always you know willing to ask people to get help and get support from it but what I was saying before is it's about um it's about going on that journey that I want to be able to look pronounce my name oh da alangia da alija alija da alija I hope I'm pronouncing that right I'm horrendous at languages. If I tried to learn French, you know how it's like, bonjour, ça va? And it's like Joey and friends where it's like, blah, 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 blah. So uh, my pronunciation isn't the best. So da alija. Hello and welcome. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, but what was I saying? Ah, so it's about going on that journey. And, um, and I really hope that when I get to like about 50 downloads, um, I would be able to see a uh, be able to see a huge difference in the production and what I'm producing, what I'm putting out there. So just had a question from Stock Husens. What advice would you give to someone who is about to launch? Um, I would say it's just put it out there and do it. Don't. I think a lot of people these days have this um, obsession with trying to be perfect and trying to make everything just absolutely right and that there's, there's no... Um, there's no errors and there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Whereas I think just put it out there and people will come on this journey with you. If you're passionate about it and you love your content, then that is definitely going to come across in your podcast. And that is just so, so important. So record it. If you need help, there are so many people in the podcast community, whether it's, you know, from International Podcast Day, whether it's from Mike and Isabella, whether it's from the different sponsors that we've got from Spreaker to, to Simple Podcast Press to Ringer to Scatter Radio. It's, there are people out there who will help you. And even if you just put a question out there saying, how do I do this? How do I do that? That is a good question. Am I recording this? I don't know. Should I be pressing a special button here? Yes, recording. It is recording. I am recording. So who was it that helped me originally? Um, it was actually, so Jan Ilunga from Finland. And this is what I love about podcasting. It's so international. So this, um, so Jan is, if you haven't heard of him, do go check him out, follow him. He is spent maybe about three hours on the phone with me, talking me through Audacity and how to edit podcasts and everything else together. And it was just, it was just fantastic. And then since then, um, oh, I can type his name in the chat. So check out Jan Ilunga. And he is from 360 Entrepreneur. And he he's just possibly the nicest guy ever in terms of um, in, in terms of like checking it out. Yes, thank you. He's going to be on later on today. Um so much knowledge and so much information. And I think what really helped me is sometimes all you need is somebody to say to you, you can do that. Give it a go. Just go for it. And it really sort of helped, it really sort of helped me. And, um, and to be honest, I can't believe here I am now. Um, so I'm 12, 12 episodes in for my podcast and I'm just loving it even more. Every time I put on, how's your day going? Thank you, MCL Rapper. It's really good. Well, it is, um, so it's about 9.30 in the morning here. Um, I am based on the Wirral and I'm right by the beach, which is just glorious. So we've got blue skies, the sun is shining. Um, I'm looking out my window now and it's just, it's just really, really glorious. But I've had, um, yeah, I'm having a really nice start to the day, actually, just sort of talking all about podcasting. And, um, yeah, it, it's really phenomenal, I think, just to share and put all of that information out there, which is really, really good. But you guys, if you do have any questions, then please, you know, pop them on the, pop them on the, the question side. I add the question thing at, at Dean's, at Dean Langasco. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, so yeah, so I'm a massive fan of podcasting and, um, how do I add the question thing? I mean, ooh, 
Uh, that is a great question. And I don't actually know how you add the question thing in. But if anybody else knows, then please do, um, to, do type it on the, um, on the question on the right hand side. But this is actually my first time on Blab because I normally actually use Periscope, which I'm slowly starting to get into more. And what I actually really enjoyed is when I was at um, the New Media Europe, what do I struggle with? Question, what do I struggle with? Um, that is a really good question. What do I struggle with? I think for me, it's trying to make sure the content is relevant for all of my listeners because I will be, I will be interviewing and I'm loving, I'm really engaged. I'm loving asking all the questions and I'm love listening to the answers and I love finding out about them and getting more information from them. But the problem with that is that suddenly like I've recorded maybe like an hour and 10 minutes and I've got to, and I'm conscious that I want to make sure that it's relevant for the listeners. Um, how much time do you need for each episode? So for, to record each episode, I ask my interviews to give me at least an hour on Skype. And it's generally about 40 to 40 minutes to an hour. But I normally end up having like a conversation afterwards with them for about 15, 20 minutes, just just thanking them and just um, sometimes just digging a little deeper into the topics that we maybe didn't discuss, which really sort of helps with um, with the relationship building. Then the editing now, I don't know, like my last one I edited, I did a, uh, an amazing interview with this with a lady called Tori James, who is the first Welsh woman to climb Everest. And um, she did it when she was 25 years old. It was, it was a fantastic interview. She was, um, just tell you a bit about her. She was a five foot one Welsh woman, so absolutely tiny. And everyone had already said to us, oh, you, well, you can't do that because, you know, you're so little, you're so small, you, know, you don't have the physicality, you don't have the strength. And during this podcast, she talked about dealing with that. She talked about dealing with naysayers. So when she told people what her dreams were and what her uh, ambitions were, that people would say, oh, you, you can't do that, you know, or you shouldn't do that, or, you know, that's a bit risky. And it's how she dealt with that negativity. And she became uh, one of the first women to reach the North Magnetic Pole as part of a race, an all-female team, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, so uh, then she climbed Everest and it was hearing about her story and her journey and how long it took and the training that was involved and, and the mental preparation, which was hugely, hugely important. And so I recorded this interview with her, which would have been for about an hour or so. And I was editing on Audacity and I do find it quite fiddly, 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 fiddly. Um, thank you, Coco, um, inter nomad, um, because I noticed, I, I think everyone's, you know, you know, so everyone's got these words that they say over and over again. And, and my words that I say, are, you know, you know, I'm sure you've all got them, that you'll all say similar things on a podcast. And it's only when you start editing them, you're suddenly like, oh, I say that word quite a lot. So I also say fabulous. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, that's awesome. Or yeah, no, that's fabulous. And so when I'm going through, I'm trying to edit out my uh, my, my words like, you know, you know, you know, or you said, you know. And so that can be quite fiddly, but I sort of quite, um, enjoy it. Coco in, in Sonomat, it is amazing interviewing these women. Like, it's just, um, do you have any, uh, it's just fantastic to actually interview them and hear their stories. And I think what's interesting is I've got a little sheet here. I'll show you. So this lady here called Emma Timmis, she's only got like 360 Twitter followers. There wasn't that much um, publicity surrounding what she did. And she ran across Africa. She was running over a marathon a day, sometimes 30-odd miles a day um, for 89 days. She ran from one side of Africa through to the other. And she became the National Adventure of the Year Award winner. And she's got a great story to tell. But what's interesting is, is she's really normal. She's not this extreme athlete. She's just this normal girl from from Manchester who wanted to raise money for charity and that's what she did so it's phenomenal getting the opportunity to interview these women and what's great is how how I even connect with them it's through Twitter it's through reaching out that way you know half of these women so like Liz Yelling double Olympian athlete for running marathons there's no way that I could sort of connect connect with her 
like the old fashioned way. Whereas now you can tweet, you can message and, um, and you can show them your podcast and say, listen to my podcast. This is what I'm doing. I am putting out a podcast to, to inspire women and girls so that they can listen and they can hope, you know, that can inspire them to follow their own dreams. So a lot of the challenges that these women have done. They are phenomenal. It's swimming the English Channel. It's running, it's running, it's running across countries. It's rowing across oceans. It's climbing mountains. But the podcast isn't, it's not there to make anyone who listens to it feel inadequate. It's about individual women and girls, especially because that's who I'm, who I'm going after thinking, well, yes, I can, um, I can, um, I can go out and do a 5K or I can go and do a 10K or I could go for a swim today. So hello, JC Corral. Welcome to the conversation. Hope you're well. So uh, Monica Asilo, I'm so sorry about my pronunciations, by the way, but I hope I'm saying it right. Ask the question, do you have any legal stuff in place? We the people you interview. Um, no, I don't. So um, that hasn't really even sort of uh, Monica. Hi, Monica. Uh, hasn't really even sort of crossed my mind. So. I'm not sure in, in what terms of legality you mean, but I just reach out to them and share. Yeah, let's hop, hop on, Monica. I don't know how to do that for you, but hi, Monica. This will be interesting. I haven't done like a blab with someone else before. Hi, Monica. Oh God, how are you is doing? It is it just sunny? Oh, my God. I it's sunny. <laughs> I crashed the party. I can't believe I'm doing this. It's okay. I love good party crashing. Oh, my God. It's the so, first time I'm on blab. Like, me too. Good. <laughs> So, Monica, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself so we all know like where you're from, what you're doing. I don't, what even, your have the, I don't even have these on. Just a minute. I'll put this so if you if, um, – just a minute, just a minute. It feels like the done thing with Blab as well. So, oh, thank you, Pilar. I appreciate it. Okay. Oh, I think okay. she's all connected now. So, Monica, okay. tell us your name. Tell us your podcast. Okay. No, I don't have a podcast yet. <laughs> No, but uh, there is a reason I wanted to, you know, to hop up, uh, hop on. Anyway, hi, my name is Monica, Monica Kliosaki, but, you know, Monica is like how you call me. And uh, I work with uh, women entrepreneurs to help them be at ease. And actually, what I, it's what I call self-magic, to really bring out your, uh, your, your beauty, inner and outer. And uh, the way I'm doing this is I, I started doing, I'm, I'm an artist originally, and I started doing self-portraits uh, just because I needed pictures for my website. And that whole process of doing uh, self-portraits completely changed my course of things that I want to do. Um, I discovered my voice, I recognized my voice, and I found different things in me. So now I'm working with women um, I help them go through, it's like a transformational journey through that. It's for them, you know, to stand out and to, and to also really be authentic, you know. And um, it's about capturing your beauty, but it's not about being, you know, perfect. And, uh, you know, I'm someone who doesn't wear a lot of makeup. And the whole thing is, you know, bringing authenticity in, in a creative way. And um, and also when it comes to branding, this thing this thing creates like an organic branding. You don't sit and, and decide, you know, what do I want to say? How do I want to look? Uh, you know, it, it all just happens. Like you're doing the work and then the work is showing up, is showing you what, what you, the, how you created yourself. Anyway, the reason I hopped on, <laughs> you know, is because one of them, I've been doing a lot of Zoom conferences. You know what is Zoom conference? It actually, it's, it looks just like that. Uh, you really see the other person in, in a bigger screen. Uh, it, it's it's better than Skype. Like it's a little, and also you can see multiple people, and each one can take a turn. More, more than four, they can then they have twenty five. They have, and the legal question was because last time I did like a, an event like that in Zoom, then I felt that I cannot really uh, post it because I don't have their consent. I mean, they came in and they spoke. But, I, you know, I didn't say in advance, you know, I'm going to be putting this on YouTube. You know, I I felt I felt it was a little, you know, I mean, someone invited me, like, for a webinar because it was something like that, okay, or like a lecture. And I showed up, 
in my PJs or no, that's in my <laughs> And then they put myself up there. I would I would feel a little violated if I didn't know that you know this is what's gonna happen. So I just had um I just made an audio version of it and I even kept it private for the people only that attended, you know, it was like six days six days event. Um, but now, you know, that I see this, um, this blab thing and, you know, I know this is about postcasts. I don't want to, <laughs> to move there. I just think, you know, I was just wondering, you know, because I, I, I love this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it's a good I point about private public. Exactly. You know, people hop on. Okay, here it's clear. If you are on the seat, you're being, I don't know, seen, recorded, something, you know. And if you're just watching, if your camera is not on. But I think it's good to, to let people know exactly what's happening, but also to help them go through this. That's one of the things that I do. I help, I help women, like, break through this thing of, of, you know what, I tell them, you know, record a video, like, put a timer, okay? Put a timer and do a, do a two-minute video, one-minute video, and they upload it now on Facebook in our group now. Yeah. Like you can, you even have time to watch it, even twice, you know, in, 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 in to play it back. But do it now. Like don't, don't over, overthink it, overdo it. So I think that one of the best ways, actually, to break through the visibility issues is actually to be visible. Yeah. So actually, hopping on 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 platforms like this one. This is what helps you not freak out so much about people seeing you. You know. It's all, it's all about, it's all about practice, but I think you, um, and there was some really good comments coming up on the right hand side. So thank you for everybody contributing about the, the legal stuff for interviews. And I think Monica, one of the important things is that if you do want to, do you want to share your, the content that you're creating is just let people know before you even start, by the way, this is what we're going to be doing with it. If anyone's got any concerns, you know, speak to me and we'll, we'll sort it out later. But I think as long as people are aware and they understand, they understand then it shouldn't be an it shouldn't be an issue and i think more and more people i think are now live streaming their lives with things like periscope with things like blab with like the zoom conference it's just becoming more and more apparent i know uh, myself i've i just started to do some tv work so i was invited on a on a, a local TV program called Bay TV in Liverpool, which is on a TV show called Fifty Two Percent, which is a program which is all about uh, it's all about women, and we talk about women's issues and women's rights. And I still remember the first time I was on TV, it was like, oh, you know, do I look okay? And you're over analysing, you're overthinking everything, <laughs> and um, and but then suddenly after you've done it two or three times, you get in the flow. You, you know, you're not as you're not as precious about it, and it's exactly like you said about record a one minute video, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what you're looking at. I just put it out there. Yeah. I think a lot of YouTubers say that as well. You know, you're never going to have the, the perfect video. There's no such thing as a perfect video. There's no such thing as a perfect, um, a perfect podcast. It's just about putting it out there. And there are actually, let me just read some of these comments, which are coming out now. So, um, from Ali McDam. Yeah. I think people are becoming more understanding to the fact that anything recorded in any way, could will easily be posted or streamed online in some form absolutely even things like your if you think about some of the issues that have happened recently uh, private messages whether it's on linkedin whether it's on facebook whether it's on your whatsapp people will screenshot them people will tweet about them so you've got these things everything that you write and everything that you do can be put out there so and then Coco um, into No Man has said in a business setting at registration, you can get delegate delegates to mark their name badge with a sticker if they don't want to be recorded or photographed. Absolutely. And it's um, but I think it depending on what the topic of your conversation um, is and what you're talking about, if it is sort of social media related, then you'd almost expect people to be more willing to put that stuff out on on, on social media. What, what do you what do you think? I mean, I do you. No, I, I, look. I think that you know, if I would call you to my uh, interview, I don't think you would even. You know. It, it wouldn't cross my mind. <laughs> exactly. There's a I problem. Like, there may be a problem. Yeah, it'll be like put put it out. Um, you know, yeah. but, but but today I think in these things, I mean, I think that uh, I'm really, I'm clearly I'm not an attorney, but I think we also have to understand that. Because things today, they're so exposed and they can so much, you know, um, overflow and, and problems can happen. I think it's also good to, to 
to have our, to be covered as entrepreneurs, as professional people. It's also responsible for us, responsible for you know other people. I, I was hosting this um, six-day free self-portrait play show. You know, I was teaching women, you know, actually I have one coming up. I was teaching women how to take self-portraits of themselves to put on their website. So many of them were, not all of them, but many are women that hate to be photographed, you know. So they have already a lot of visibility issues. And you know what? I think all of us have visibility issues. <laughs> well, I think that's a, you know, that's a really interesting point is when I, when I first started my company, I didn't want it to be all about me. I didn't want it to be the Sarah show. I was very conscious of trying not to be sort of egotistical about it. It was tough girl challenges. And I was very, you know, I talk a lot about what other people were doing and other people's challenges and other people's events. And I very consciously did that. I then ended up having a conversation with a social um, media um, expert. He said, but it's you that they're interested in. We want to hear about you and what your thoughts are. And, um, and what challenges that you're doing. Yes, it's great to be all inclusive, but you are linked to your brand. I am linked to Tough Girl Challenges. And for me, it's taken me a long time, I think, for the real me, like the authentic me to start coming out on social media. I think it's very, you sort of, you not put up an act on purpose, but you do, you don't necessarily be yourself. You put up this persona, this avatar of who you think you should be. And it can be, but I think you can't prolong that. You can't be that person forever. And then eventually who you really are does come out. So I, one of the greatest compliments I think I could get is if somebody, um, you know, they followed me on Twitter or they follow me on Instagram or been to my website or, you know, listen, see me on Blab. And then they met me in real life and they would be, you are exactly the same as yeah. you know, how, how you tweet, the words you use. Like I do use awesome, fabulous. Like, I use all these words all the time in my natural conversations. But I think it's it's really difficult trying to be authentic and actually sort of linking it back to podcasts. I think it's a great way of being authentic on a podcast because because you're just having a conversation. Well, my, yeah. my interview style is very conversational. It's um, And I think it's the real you coming out. And um, one of the things I would say is when you listen to podcasts, I build up these immense relationships with the, with the people the, who, who you're listening to because they're in your head. So I sometimes binge listen to like eight or 10 hours of podcasts. Um, and you know, it's the same person talking and doing the interviews and you slowly start to get to know them and it's little facts that they might put out there, whether it's about what they're doing that day or, you know, what they're working on their project or a little bit about their family or that, what their interests are. And it's, um, and you build up this really like intense relationship with them, even though you've never met them, you might not have seen them face to face, but through having their voice in your head, it builds up that, um, that relationship so if you guys agree then please do comments um look you know when you're having a conversation you, you cannot hide your humor you cannot hide your you know you make a face even if it's only podcast if it's audio only you know if you make a face it's not that you hear the face you know and this is when you come alive actually you know, I, I, you know, I love Periscope, but there's sometimes if they're not like the right people there to comment you and get, get more out of you, it becomes like, okay, I'll teach you now the three steps to blah, blah, blah. But when you actually do have a conversation, of course, more of your beauty is coming out, more of your truth, more of your real connection, you know, so, Monica, and it's what? not always perfect. You know? There's no such thing as perfection, no. people. But Monica, what's your favorite podcast? What podcast do you like listening to? Oh my to? God, now I'm going to not say the ones that are supposed to be for, for, uh, popular ones, you know. Um, they don't have to be popular ones, so that's the great thing. Okay, I, I love the creative, um, the unmistakable creative. I've been following him for a long time, uh, Srini Rao. And, um, um, you know, also I have very limited uh, time sometimes of how much I can uh, listen. So when I'm walking... Uh, it's when I do this. Uh, yeah, listen to Boca. Yeah, and I really like because he's bringing creatives and it's all inspiring and um, you know, um, I, you know, you asked me one, but now I'm gonna try to listen to yours too. Oh, good. <laughs> now yeah. I'm intrigued here. There, there is a lot of. By the way, I'm I'm in, I'm in Tel Aviv. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm very excited that I can do this talking at uh, 11.47 a.m. Because I'm very, one of my, my big frustrations is the time zone. Yeah. And uh, many of my friends are uh, East Coast and West Coast. I have many and it's, it's a nightmare. You know, it's a nightmare. Have to are most of your clients are they based in Tel Aviv or are they no clients? no I have no clients in Tel Aviv that's the whole thing most of my clients in uh, in the US uh, I have some also you know all over the world but most of them are in the US so it's it's uh, it's a challenge and actually I'm uh, I'm glad I don't know I, I don't know just wanted to see what this looks like because I was planning to one in, in next week and I'm really glad to find all these people from the UK and you know what I call friendly time zone. <laughs> Definitely. Well, it's, um, I think, I mean, even just, um, I know, um, I know, uh, Isabel has just popped on, uh, popped on as, as, and as, uh, is back again, but we oh, did the okay. thing. So I'm leaving. Not pop back in the seat, but just like pop back in as watching. Um, which is interesting that you said that because it is, it is about connecting with people who've got similar interests. So I think International Podcast Day, like I'd never heard of it. Um, until I started, exactly until you start getting into podcasting and then suddenly you're like, wow. Yeah, and it's this big global thing, and you realize it connects all these people who have these passions and have these interests, and their hobbies and interests can be massively, massively diverse. It doesn't really matter what it is. That's true. But I think, Tell me, do I you communicate, uh, guys, with the Twitter? Like, is the Twitter the, the main yeah. tool? I see. I hate uh, it. The, <laughs> I'm visual. I'm visual. And this little, and with the phone, I feel like. It's, I don't know. I'm not. I, I usually like only like like and repost some stuff, and I'm not uh, Instagram. I'm much more. You know, I have a two minutes. I look and I, you know, two, two, two. Yeah. Two, I guess I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very visual, very. So I love Pinterest. I love Instagram. I'm always putting stuff on, um, on, um, on, on Instagram. But Twitter, it's just you've really got to use it to get the benefit from That's it. True. And once you, once you start engaging on it, you just realize what a like, yeah, thanks, Ali. Pinterest and Instagram. It's just, it is amazing because I even do things like I create boards of um, like the podcast women that I want to interview and, you know, like vision boards about how I want to, for my website to look, for example. So I was doing a photo shoot yesterday and it was all about being creative. So good question. How much time do you think you need to be on Twitter to be getting the value oh. out of it? That is really difficult because that is such an awesome question. <laughs> um I do I to promote my different podcasts I set them up on social um so I have different cues so that they go so that they go out oh god okay my big problem okay I'm gonna admit this is when I wake up in the morning the first thing I get hold of is my iPhone and I will go on Twitter to 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 see what I've missed to see what's been happening I also if I've done a workout then how I relax is I will go and have like a hot bath with like Epsom salts and stuff and I will sit in the bath on Twitter for like an hour, an hour or 20, just chatting or just, just tweeting and chatting away. So I actually, I even don't want to add up the amount of time I spend on Twitter because I think, oh, it's a real balancing act because you've got to make sure you're getting the return on it, the return on investment. But for me, my return is engaging with the women who I want to interview for my podcast. So that's a great return. And two, I'm using it to promote my Tough Girl podcast. And so for that, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, I think Facebook, Facebook is an interesting one. I do have a Facebook page where I, um, where I talk about Tough Girl challenges. But because I think Facebook has changed their algorithms or something, yeah. if you are not paying to boost it, then you're not, you're not getting the exposure that you once were. Whereas on Twitter, because they don't have that, if, you know, it depends on what time of day that you go on to Twitter as into what you're going to see on your newsfeed. It's not being selected for you, which is, which is what Facebook do. Um, when do so, you go? You go your, your UK time or you go like you try to go in the, your evening so it can catch the American? You know? uh, on, on, oh, on Twitter, um, I, it's mostly morning and evening. But because I'm aware that I've got a, a lot of American listeners, I do do tweets for American listeners, but I would pre, pre-program them. Okay. Um, actually, this is an interesting one, which I'm going to put out to you all. Direct messages. So I personally love them. As in, I use it as a little test case. So, oh, hi, Roller Dave. Don't, don't worry. That's absolutely fine. You can engage in the conversation. 
Um, so Roller Roller Derby Derby Day is going to be coming on after me, and it's going to be awesome. So if you're watching already, then do stay on. We're going to be swapping over in about uh, eight minutes. But at the moment, we're just randomly having a chat about Twitter and direct messages. And I use it as almost – because I had somebody uh, basically tweet me saying – Oh, this is total B. You know, you haven't followed me back, but I followed you. And why are you sending me direct messages? And it's like, whoa, I send you one direct message. And if you don't like receiving one message from me, which says, hi, thanks so much for following. Please do check out the website. Um, then, uh, then you must be not the right person to be following me. But I will always reply. If anybody, even if they just send me a thumbs up to my direct message, I will always reply reply with something so direct messages yes or no what do you think monica the the the, the messenger from the facebook from the messenger thing but on twitter yeah oh, oh on twitter i don't know no one ever direct messaged me there i'm, I'm not oh. i'm not a big well, come and follow me and you I'll, I'll come i'll come i'll <laughs> come yeah, people follow me and you know i know that they're not the right thing to do the polite thing to do is to like say oh thank you for the ad and but yeah. when i don't i don't do that not and not because i'm a small but it just not it's not my media you know it's not my media but if the, if someone will on facebook will send me a text message message i, I always reply yeah. Now, Coco, Coco into Nomad has just said, I hate feeling obliged to follow because I don't want to clog up my feed with irrelevant stuff. That's true. Absolutely agree 100%. If um, I, tr I try and be really selective with my feed and um, and I, if, if people follow me, they shouldn't expect an automatic follow back. Yeah. But if I, but if I, you know, if we're engaging, we're having a conversation, and, I agree and, you know, then that's when I'm actually thinking, actually, I need to be following this person. So uh, stock horses, personally, automatic ones are a no from me. Okay, interesting point. We got Podcast Divas. Hi, Podcast Divas. I met you at New Media Europe. How are you guys doing? So not too keen on automatic sounding direct messages. So I think that's what the what makes it all interesting is that it's all about sort of personal opinion, you know, what works for you, what works for somebody Sarah, else. Sarah, Sarah, can I ask you something just yeah. on that? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I am a total extrovert. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I, am, I am happy to admit that. Someone was saying, yeah, I, 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 yeah. This is also how people, I think, are affected, you know? Like when I get like a Twitter thing, I am like, Ugh. It's a little bit like that. You know, now I'm in like WhatsApp. My family started all sorts of groups and I'm trying to get them out because I'm, I don't want that. You know, I want a little bit of space. So I think for it, I think for what I see, you know, I don't know other people can say, but I think for extroverts, a little easier, this whole, you know, putting yourself out there. On it's not even your, yourself out. It's like how available you are, you know, because if you're there, you're there, you know, now I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm out. But it's like, what is my availability throughout the day? You know, the, the, does it feel invasive to me when someone is messaging me? Or is like, oh, someone messaged me. Oh, let me start chatting with them. You, you, you know. If you have your phone on, so it's constantly going beep, 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 beep. Um, <laughs> I think I'd find that very stressful. Um, Edward Helb has just said, I keep track of who is following me or not. I want to follow those who follow me or my brand back unless they're a celebrity. And then we have Coco International. I have a lot of introvert customers that really struggle with speaking English fluently, but they feel a lot more comfortable in the faceless, anonymous nature of Twitter. So that's really interesting because we are becoming a much more global society now. And so language barriers are, st are still an issue, but it's actually great that, that people can communicate in the 140 characters and, um, and, can, and can feel as though they can contribute. So, and especially you must feel that as well, being based in Tel Aviv. Well, yeah, but, 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 even, but even Hebrew, actually, um, my, my mother tongue is, is Greek. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but my Greek is not 100%. My Hebrew is not 100%. My English is also not 100%. But, you know, you, right. you have to, yeah, nothing is 100%. That, that is uh, stabbing my writing a little bit. But I have found, I can tell you, I have found that people are very forgiving um, very understanding. They're not judgmental. 
and not on accents. You know, I can say some words sometimes the wrong way. I can, you know, my propositions can be all all over the place. I can talk in the middle and say, eh, well, what is this word? Uh, uh, help me find this word, you know, because I can't find... Well, and people are... I had never a problem with it, honestly. It's, it's an amazing international... Even people that are not international, people that are, you know, American or... They're all understanding, no judgment. Everybody's uh, open. And uh, some people even find it exotic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. I was going to say, well, um. Uh, Sarah in Hebrew, I think, means princess. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. That's I like a that. I like that. biblical name. I'm like <laughs> <unlike> mine. <laughs> so I was just going to say, so Monica, we have about three minutes left now before we are going to be having. Okay, I'm going to um, leave you, Sarah. I'm going to leave you oh, because okay. you've been amazing. Thank you so much for letting me crash and really also crash oh, my insecurities. Now, now I can do my interviews and. Uh, uh, You'll it's be a fab. beautiful medium and you're amazing and uh, thank you everybody I, this is like the most uh, uh, surprising morning I ever had in my time so alright uh, I just press the thing thank you okay bye bye okay Brilliant. So that was Monica who joined us in our conversation. So thank you to everybody who's still watching we've got Simon Duckner coming up and um so do stay on. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. So I've just got um, a couple of minutes left. So I'm going to do a shameless plug for my uh, for my podcast, the Tough Girl podcast. There it is. That's me. I'm not sure. Yeah, I look pretty similar to my for my professional photo. Um, but just to say thank you so much for having me on. It's been an absolute honor to talk about podcasting. Like I have really embraced the medium now and I absolutely love it and think it is such an incredible way to communicate. And I think everybody who is involved in the podcasting world and massive round of applause to you guys as well, because you're the ones who are putting out this awesome information. You're, you're following your passions and you are promoting stuff which you love, which is what I am all about. Promote what you love. Don't bash what you hate. And I think podcasting has got an incredible future as everybody keeps putting out their content it doesn't have to be perfect just put it out there put it out there and thank you so much podcast divas um oh and my podcast I, i'm even going to write it down let's uh, let me just add simon to the conversation as well um so my podcast is called the tough girl oh, uh the tough girl podcast which is all about motivating and inspiring women and girls hi simon hi how are you doing, how are you doing? Good, but I'm just doing some shameless promotion here That's, about my podcast. Uh, pretty okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so please do go check it out. I'm also on Twitter at tough underscore girl, um, which is pretty awesome. But as my final few comments is to say, just please do continue with all your podcasting. It's a fantastic medium and we need to continue promoting it. And if everybody continues to do such incredible work, then I have no idea how big the pod International Podcast Day is going to be next year. I think it's going to be even bigger and even better than it has been if you're already. It's only 10 o'clock in the morning over in the UK and it's been absolutely fantastic to start my day with all of you. So just say a massive thank you for What's the noise? All hands applause. Brilliant. And I think we are ready to hand over to Simon. So I will say goodbye to you all and say a massive thank you again. And thank you so much for subscribing, Da Alija. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. And over a thousand, over a thousand hands up. That's what I was going for, people. So say, yeah, Oh, keep it going, keep it going. Maybe we should get to 2,000. No, carry on, carry on. Yay! Oh, come get to 1,300. Woo! Yay! Do you realize so we wait until you have 2,000 or 3,000. Yeah, we're just going to sit here until we get to 2,000 people. So just keep hitting. If you want to see Simon, you've got to keep sending me the love. <laughs> no, brilliant. All right, I will say goodbye. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day.